<laughs> was at the at the greeting for the new president. You seem happy. Just kidding. I could have gone on and on with that song, but I, I'll spare everyone. Um, yeah. I am happy. Well, happy Monday. Oops, sorry. I know that was probably loud. A little bit. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, it's cool. Happy, happy Monday. <laughs> even, even your voice sounds different. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you can hear the stress is gone. Relief <laughs> is here. Yeah. Feel, I feel that the world is going to move in the right direction. I don't fear entirely for my future and my children's future like I did just a few days ago. Wow. I got deep. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, I guess for people who don't have a television, um, apparently Joe Biden is the new president-elect. I know. I think what stands out is the states that he won. A couple of them, I was just like, what? Okay, there's just so much to talk about that's happened over the last couple days. First of all, it's Monday, November 9th, and we've only... Election day was almost a week ago. <laughs> and we, we've only known the results for less than 48 hours. <laughs> so, it was, yeah, it was a that. long, long election day there. So many funny memes about how 2020 is the year that brings you six Aprils and then three Tuesdays. I that was funny. <laughs> Uh, but it, that is true. When was it? It was official on Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday. Which, I, unfortunately, we were going to have a very, very small birthday gathering outside with some of our closest friends. And then Leah woke up with a fever that morning. So that was a fail. That didn't happen. Um, it would have just been such a nice way to celebrate. Instead, I just watched people <laughs> celebrating while on my couch by myself. You'll always remember Leo's birthday this year, though. Yes, that's definitely true. Definitely so, true. Were you surprised at Michigan and Arizona? Were you as surprised as I was? Because those two stood out to me. Um, no. I, really? I mean, honestly, I didn't really I didn't really put much thought into who would be red, who would be blue. It I don't honestly all I did before this election was just pray that people <laughs> enough people would have, you know, the same the same worries and concerns for a future that I do and vote that way. And there's a lot of people who don't, but thank goodness there are enough that do. Thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. I mean, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't, I, I, I never really before thought like, Oh, this state, I mean, obviously California is going to be blue. 
New York's gonna be blue. Texas will be red. Yeah, Nebraska Florida. Will be red. Yeah. Florida will be Florida, red for sure. Florida actually is the only state that I had a conversation with my dad about before the election about what color it may be and how Biden may win. Mm. My dad was like, if he can get Florida, then he'll win. That was the state I was like, there's he has no chance of winning Florida. So they well, they didn't yeah. they didn't surprise Clearly me. he didn't. No, no. No, that was a landslide down there. I feel like we've had lots of conversations about Florida, but <laughs> yeah. Florida's going Florida, man. No. Yeah. But so... it was uh it was it was I don't know. I I wanna say I'm relieved, but you I'm still excited. No, because realistically, I'm still skeptical, man. Like eight years with Barack. I mean, I'm glad Donald's done because he's just, mm, he's he's special. <laughs> Racist. He, amongst other things, but the fact that he's still like he just fired another member of his staff mm-hmm. over Twitter today, and it's just like mm-hmm. uh, he fired- sometimes. Like the um, the head of the military. Over Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's been mad at him for several months. He's been mad at him for several months since um, that guy, I forget his name, basically told Trump that he wasn't going to use U.S. troops on American citizens for peaceful rallying. Yeah, I remember That that. That pissed him off a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that definitely pissed him off. But I am I am relieved that this reality show can hopefully come to an end. It's not over yet because I don't, you know, the court system and all that. But I just I got to see I got to see results before. I mean, Biden may, you know, he said all the right things at the right time. Um, but so did Barack. So until I start seeing like change. Barack was a good president. He just honestly, like he, I think what upsets you about Barack that he wasn't, I know that, I know your feelings with him go, you know, like he didn't do enough for black people, which I can understand. Yeah, that's, that's really it. Not that I I expected special treatment because he is the president of everybody, but it's just certain things. I know he couldn't get anything passed because everybody me? was against him. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, just pause for a second. I'm That's fine. cool. I know he couldn't get a lot of stuff passed because, you know, everybody was voting against him or not passing anything. So I don't, I'm not, I don't have a grudge with Barack. He's a very charismatic person and I do enjoy hearing him speak. But, you know, I just I gotta wait. I gotta wait and see attitude. Again, relieved that you know I don't get very important news over Twitter anymore. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that part may be over. But I gotta wait and see, man. I gotta wait. I and have see. a feeling there's gonna still be a lot of tweeting, a lot until he's kicked off Twitter. That man is gonna be just working those thumbs hard. But nobody will pay attention. Like before he was president, he tweeted a lot, but they didn't get the retweets like they did. 
I think he's probably going to get into podcasting. Oh, oh God. Oh, I can God, I can. Yeah, I can see that where he could just say whatever he wants and nobody can stop him. I could see that being his future if he's not, you know, in jail. For I was going to say podcasting <laughs> from jail. If, you know, I mean, I think that's why he's fighting so hard because he knows there could be Probably. some indictments. Yeah, it could be some indictments waiting on him. But if he's free. I, I heard that he was going to pardon himself. Um, that way he wouldn't be able to be, I don't remember (laughs) where I got that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he can, I'm not really, I don't know. That would be, that would be pathetic if we give the president the power to pardon himself for no matter what he does. So I'm not a hundred percent. Um, Mm -hmm. but mm, who knows? But you know, I, I definitely have a feeling he will. I mean, I think that he's trying. He's already in the planning of how does he exit this, making it look like he'll be back. And then he builds himself for the next four years to try. And oh, I think back. I think he will run again in 2024. I'm, I'm I think he will. He'll be well, like I 78. The Republicans but... freaking take him down. <laughs> I, you would think, given how he's acting right now and how they're kind of turning on him already, they they may not even nominate him for it. But I think he will run again for sure if he's yeah, not in prison. <laughs> Agreed. Which may be a priority for some. Yeah, I would focus on staying free if I were him, rather than the twenty twenty four situation. I would I would try to focus on not going to prison. But that's just me. You know, I'm, I'm weird like that. Um, <laughs> well, so what did you think about Georgia going blue? Is it official yet? Because, I mean, they've still been yeah. counting. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they're going to do a recount, but Biden at this point has won um, over 10,000 votes. It's still like a percentage point, so they'll redo it. But I was, I'm not going to lie, I was shocked. Because I, I never thought my home state would ever. Well, they did for Clinton, but that was like 92. But I was yeah. shocked, man. I was shocked. Yeah. Same. But it was everything. <laughs> it was everything in the perimeter. It was every place that I, I go anyway. It's <laughs> funny because my cousins in New York were freaking out. And they were like, um, I'm trying to think of how they say DeCab. DeCalb. Do you know where DeKalb is? Do you know where DeKalb? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, DeKalb. It's where I grew up. <laughs> I'm like, you can just thank me. I live in Fulton <laughs> County and grew up in DeKalb. Not that I have anything to do with it. Thank you, Stacy. Oops, Abrams. Yeah, she she really she her she possibly won this state for him. Because even after she was screwed out of the governor thing, she still she started getting people to vote. So she is a unsung. Yeah, she got over eight hundred thousand people registered who were that is before. Am- that's amazing. She should yeah. have a place on the cabinet. I don't know doing what, but she. I should think have that place. they're talking about um, at least what was you know kind of floating around before was her being the chair of the DNC. Um, the Democratic National 
committee, I guess is what it is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure she will have a big role. I mean, she did an amazing thing in Georgia and I didn't even realize she was doing it, but all the power to her for someone who takes a loss, an unfair loss. Very know, unfair. Loss, yeah. <laughs> a loss that's just wrong and says, I'm not going to be bitter. I'm going to change it. And then I... basically throws a big middle finger up at everyone who Purdue and everyone <laughs> who tried to screw her out all those people from voting i Uh, knew she was doing it i just didn't know the amount that she got i didn't know it was almost a million i mean eight hundred thousand. that's that's pivotal considering you know how close it was here and that was incredible that she got that many people not to say they all voted for biden but that she got that many people is that's amazing for one person to orchestrate so she's definitely an unsung hero um but yeah, I thought when I saw the results and I saw that Fulton County hadn't been counted, DeKalb hadn't been counted, <laughs> I was like, yeah, and he oh was shit. Like, he was like 5,000 votes away and both counties hadn't been counted. And <laughs> when that's I saw when... Fulton and DeKalb, I was like, oh, he got this one. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's funny is I was so hesitant to get excited about it because I was like, okay, is this going to be a classic Georgia move where it's like we're in the fourth quarter and then we really just screw this up kind Uh, of thing? That is our history. (laughs) Yeah, I I was not getting excited until it became official. Do you see how important, you see what sports has done to our psyche? Because I felt the same way. Like I was thinking the whole time, well, this is kind of what we do. We're going to fuck this up. Exactly. <laughs> I went back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So did I. I'm sure most people did. Yeah. We are Everyone scarred. was holding their breath. <laughs> yeah. Well, Fulton in the cab, I was just like, okay. All I saw, I had faces in my head. I don't want to say what because I don't want to be, uh, huh. I don't want to be stereotypical, but the faces I had in my head when I, I heard those counties, I was like, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> There's no way he's gonna win it now. Yeah, but that, that was, was pretty. I've never been so proud to live in Georgia. Seriously, never. I was it that for me was a turning point of living in this state. Let me ask you this because we're both Georgia natives. If you could have that Super Bowl or have Georgia go blue, which one would you pick? Georgia go blue. Because the Super Bowl doesn't matter. <laughs> like, well, it sucked. That was really just unfortunate and shitty. But this is like, to me, I'll tell you why. Because to me, this was a, this was an election that it's like you live in a state with a lot of good people. Or you live in a state with people who are, you know, more racist, more just selfish. Because to me, like voting for Trump, you're either racist or if you're not racist, you're certainly, um, you know, just barely racist, maybe. But you (laughs) are selfish. You're definitely selfish because you know he's a bad person. Like anyone who is like, 
I'm voting for Trump, but I don't like him, but I like what he did for the economy. Okay, well, that's just selfish, in my opinion. Yeah, I could see that. And then if you voted for him because he is Republican and so he's going to support um, abort, or pro-life, then I also don't understand that because why is it not important to save all the lives that he has just completely, you know, his lack of organization and energy towards fixing the pandemic. To me, that's the least pro-life attitude I've ever seen. I think that's what, that's what he kind of turned a lot of people blue is how he handled COVID. And I I mean, I maintain, yeah, I, I still say this, had he wore a mask when all this started, he would be the president again. Is that Probably. simple? If Probably. he had just put a mask on, he would have won in a landslide because but his votes, has, his votes went up. Too big of an ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his voters went up from 2016 by like right. six or seven million. So he has the support, but then he lost a couple people when he didn't respond the right way. And it's it's so crazy that a two dollar mask <laughs> cost you a second term. Because that's all, his, all he no, had to do. It wasn't, it wasn't a $2 mask. It was his ego. His well, yeah. ego cost him. Well, because people were telling him to do it. And if he had come up with the idea on his own, he probably would have done it. But the fact that people were telling him to do it, he was just like, nah, I got a better idea. I mean, he, he doesn't want to be seen as weak. He looks at Putin as his freaking, you know, he, with stars in his eyes. <laughs> It's just, ugh. yeah, goodbye. Yeah. He's still fighting. He says he's going to take it all to court. He hasn't conceded yet. And <sighs> What do you think about, um, like, the people who say, I'm not racist and I voted for Trump? Or even, like, yeah. I can, I can see where... They may not be necessarily racist, but they may be thinking about their money. Mm-hmm. So they they could very well. I mean, because I mean, let's keep it real. He got eighteen percent of black men. So is really yeah crazy. Yeah, it's. But I told you, like, not a lot of faith in the Democratic Party from the black people. So I could see where they're not necessarily because ra- I know people that support him. Well, not well, they voted for him probably. Um, but it wasn't, it was only because they were Republican and the economy. And I don't think they're, they're not outwardly racist, I should say. So I could see where. Don't you think that if you're not, if you're willing to put up with it, that you're willing to put up, you're, you're like, essentially you're willing to put up with racism. You're willing to put up with it if your 401k is doing better. Like a lot of people that, who may not be racist but they also may not be close to people who aren't white. All they can think about is their future because they don't have any minorities they care about or they're close to. So they're like, I'm not racist, but I got to take care of my future. So right, if it doesn't they affect also them, don't care about the minorities. Like well, no, because they don't they don't have any minorities close to them. So I guess see why they, it wouldn't be that big a deal to them. 
they may not want to kill all minorities, but they just may not care. <laughs> um, so you don't think it's racist to be like, I know that black people aren't treated fairly and don't have equal health opportunities, but I, that doesn't affect me. So I don't really care <coughs> about changing that. Well, I think a lot of people d- still are in denial about systematic racism. Yeah, uh, for sure. Just, Which Yeah, I just think is, it's the ignorance because they don't believe yeah, a it. a huge part of the problem. Right. And if you don't believe something is actually happening, then you don't believe that you're racist and you hate them. So I can see where it's just ignorance. It comes down to ignorance. But I to me, see. like, if you don't believe you're something and that's your excuse, then most likely you're something. You're not willing to, you know, figure it out. No, they're not. I just think of people who, like, for example, in the Holocaust, all the people who just, like, you see how someone like Hitler got into power because people become followers, and then he makes one enemy, and people jump on that. And so many people don't think for themselves. And then if you don't stand up for what you believe in, like, there were a lot of people who didn't think what Hitler was doing and what the Nazi party was doing was right. But did they stand up against it? No, they were too scared. And so people died. Well, they probably didn't care about Jewish people either. It's probably, it's cyclical. Is that cyclical is what I'm trying to say. People didn't, they weren't close to any Jewish people and they didn't care about Jewish people's problems. So they ignored him until, until they couldn't anymore. And that was, and I think that's what's going on in America. Like, even after everything that's on the news and all, everything that happens, there's still a lot of people that are like, yeah, I don't know. Oprah's a billionaire, so it can't be that right. bad for black people. They always go to the, the famous black people and say, well, how bad is it? Because you, mm-hmm. got have, you have Oprah, yes. you have Jay-Z. How bad is it? <laughs> that's all they see. There's one. Yeah, there has to be one. So quit your crying. <laughs> So they just, they don't, they don't see black people who aren't Oprah and who aren't Jay-Z. So it's just ignorance. It's ignorance and then this self-preservation. I mean, they got to, they're thinking about their 401ks and their future and they don't have time to worry about black people problems because they don't know any black people. So whatever. You're so much That's nicer the reality of it. than I am. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> I hate that I'm taking the stance, but I'm not defending <laughs> them. <laughs> I'm not defending them. I'm just, I can see it. After talking to people that voted for him and seeing how they interact with me, I can see why they're, they don't really care about my problems. They only care about their own. So it is a selfishness. I, I will admit that. But I just think they just don't, they don't care. <laughs> they don't care right, about women's rights. Which is the whole problem. That is like, a problem. I guess what makes me so angry about it is by all these people not caring. It to me that is racism. Like if you don't care that there are, you know, there is a whole part of our population that is racially unjust. That's a problem. Yeah. My fear is getting a Democrat in office is 
that the racism will go back to like under like kind of under the radar. I feel like when there's a Democrat in office, there's always like, yeah, we know things are messed up, but let's not talk about it. So and it's I will almost s- like you perfectly like your bed just popped out of my ear. Um, That's cool. You almost prefer it where it's so blatantly obvious that it's like, even if it is so divided, at least, at least change it's is on the happening tape. because, yeah. Right. And I feel like we've had four years of it being on the table. So now it's time to address it. Um. You, you don't think <laughs> that, yeah. I mean, Biden's whole thing is like, He's going to focus on um, racial inequalities, COVID, global warming. What's his last one? The economy. See? Yeah. You can tell where my priorities are. The economy is the last one I'm thinking of. And maybe that's because maybe that is I have to, like, take a step back. Maybe this kind of shows that I am a spoiled person, that I'm not thinking about the economy as the first thing because I am lucky in that way. I understand how some people like the economy is the only thing you think about because it is, you know, it's how you're essentially, if the economy is good, you're okay. If it's bad, you're bad. And the situation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you're, it's a spoil mindset. I just think it's a, a priority thing. Like you've never had to worry about your lights being cut off or anything. So that was never on the forefront of your mind. Whereas some yeah. people, that's the first thing they think about. And then they think about COVID and then they think about, uh, racism and all that. But first I got to make sure my house is, my mortgage is paid. Yeah. So it just, it varies from person to person. That's why I can not understand the vote, but I can, I can hear it and not, not look at them like they're crazy. I understand. I guess I understand it in a, from their perspective, mm-hmm. but it's it just it's person to person. Yeah, no, it's kind of interesting thinking about it that way because I kind of see now where, like, why you're not angrier about it and how you have some understanding versus where I'm just like, you know, pissed off at people, like well, just immediately. <laughs> I immediately, like, yeah, very much. Right. The reason I'm not like that is because that's how he was. And I'm trying not to be, I'm trying to hear the other side. Like, the problem these last four years is we've been so divided because you're blue and you're red. We can't have a conversation. And that is the problem. I do, like, I definitely want to understand the other side. Actually, I found myself addicted to reading anyone who posted um, anti-Biden or pro-Trump stuff on social media, I could not stop reading. It was like crack to me Um, (laughs) because (laughs) it was so entertaining. And I just wanted, I'm like trying to understand where people's minds are at. And, but this is like, these are not the people who are rationally having conversations you know, with friends about, I voted for Trump, it was hard, but this is why. It, these are the people who are like, he stole the election, let's get our guns and go after them. You know, like, 
really yeah, I don't read intense. Those. <laughs> oh, there it is really entertaining. Yeah, I, I I try to stay away from those impulsive people because what they're saying doesn't make sense. He didn't steal if he's if Democrats were going to steal an election, then it wouldn't be so many Republicans that won their state. Like just it, exactly, there's so it makes many no things. sense. I'm sorry, <laughs> makes, but like six different states all did the same thing, and you know, no, they didn't. And there have been several courts that have come out now and have looked at all the evidence, and they're like, no, you lost. Sorry. It's as simple I mean, as Democrats. So their people to mail in their votes and Republicans say, go vote. So it's just a matter of when they counted it. Um, right, it's, exactly. No, it's no nefarious stuff the going on. The people who are like, you don't think it's weird that at 3 to 4 a.m. Biden suddenly got 100,000 votes and Trump got zero? I'm like, well, <laughs> they do it by county. They do it by, like, mail-in versus in-person. And my guess is that probably happened for Trump at times, too. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he was he was dominating before they did the mail-in in a lot of states. Exactly. So it's just like, oh if you didn't God. say, you didn't think that was weird, then just just shut up. Like, accept the loss, man. It's, it's, exactly. it's so funny. In 2016... Right, 2016, we weren't like super happy, but it was. I mean, it's just the way the system is. He won electoral. Okay, it's over with. But to assume, well, to accuse 20, 30, 40,000 people of all working together, <laughs> like, <laughs> like that, is just so stupid. It's, it's so stupid. It's like how we talked before about when people say that healthcare workers made up COVID and that were. You know, we're in this together, just scheming against the world. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we all got together. We're that incredibly talented and organized where that many people can get together and come up with this huge plan and then, you know, act like we didn't know anything about it. I, it's just, yeah, people are, it is interesting where people's heads go and what they believe, but. Yeah, it's I I I don't I don't even acknowledge that stolen the election. It's like, come on, man! If just accept it and move on. (laughs) Yeah. But they won't. Well, you're a lady because you gave birth to a child. That's how I know. How do Hmm. you feel about Kamala? Kamala. Okay. Well have to say this I didn't even um prepare mentally for what it would mean if she won I just didn't think about it you know there's been so much drama between just so much focus with Biden and Trump and Trump and Trump (laughs) and all his craziness that I didn't stop and think, wow, if Biden wins, that means we're going to have a woman as a vice president until that night on Saturday. And for, I think, probably most women out there, it was an incredible, incredible night. Like, I imagine it's probably similar to how a lot of black people felt when Obama was elected president. It just, you feel... 
you feel almost like recognized. Mm. And I mean, I was really emotional. I kept crying when she was giving her speech. <laughs> and I realized it's probably more, I'm probably, I think starting in the 30s and up, um, women my age and above are really affected by it because even though like I've grown up knowing women can, you know, do whatever we put our hearts to, I also grew up, you know, the Generation Z now, it's just so much more, with each generation that comes, they're just more and more, not freedom, but, like, normalization and equality, I would say. You know, like, kids in high school, it, I feel like it doesn't phase them as much as it phases older people and maybe I'm wrong but just no I can see that they're just more used to really really strong female leaders whereas there have been strong female leaders in my life it's just you know not as many as there are like when I was in high school there weren't as many as there are now kind of thing (laughs) there weren't really any (laughs) yeah it just keeps getting stronger and stronger so and yeah I mean it was emotional. It was a really, it was a incredible night to be a woman. I will say that I think the generation under us, they saw a black president for eight years. So they're kind of desensitized to the old way of how things used to be. They're like, well, I mean, it was a black guy that was president. So of course a woman could be like, why wouldn't that happen? So I think right. that that's good that they've seen that. So that. Exactly. That, the I guess the the ceiling on the roof has been kind of uh, not gone, but I mean, once a black man is president, you're just like, okay, <laughs> well, anything can happen. <laughs> and I think so. I think her winning, while it was an incredible thing for women, I would imagine, I feel like younger kids are like, okay, well, so she's a woman. Yeah, I, I feel exactly. like it wasn't that big a deal. Exactly. It's like now. When a black quarterback wins a Super Bowl, it's like, mm, well, he scored more points. And I'm glad that it's to that point where we don't have to keep saying, but he's a black quarterback. It's just like, yeah. you know, he's, he's the best quarterback, so he won. And it's, it's like right. that with her now. It's just like, well, they were the best candidate, so they won. Oh, yeah, she's a girl. So I think that's good that we're getting to that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that she – I know people are really afraid of her and think that she's going to – turn our society into like a communist socialist (laughs) society but I think that you are giving her you know it just the woman's gonna want to run for president one day why would she not and she will you know yeah for sure so she needs to set herself up for success not failure and most people don't want socialism democrats and republicans my grandfather is really funny. He, you know, he's 97 and I was FaceTiming him yesterday about everything. And he's excited about Biden, but he was like, what do you think of the vice president? I was like, (laughs) it's awesome. It's amazing, Irving. And he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm ready for a woman to be in the vice president role. I guess you can call me an anti, what is it called? A feminist? 
I was like, Irving, you're not talking to a good audience for this. That's not but a that, good thing to say. But that's his truth. He's 97. So yeah, that's for him, just how it's he views just, the world. Yeah, exactly. But it was, yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready. Well, he <laughs> should probably well. get ready. <laughs> yeah, get exactly. Ready. But I think that just goes to show, like, someone who is a, you know, a Democratic white male his whole life, I mean, he's been a Democrat his whole life, is still somewhat uneasy about Kamala. It's not, because I know a lot of Republicans are very much like, I'm fine with Biden, I just don't like Kamala, and I'm afraid Biden's going to die. But Mm. I think that it's important to realize that. She is a politician. Strategy is her game. She's going to be strategic and smart about being a good VP to then be a good president one day. I see her role a lot like Cheney because let's keep it real. Bush was president for eight years, but we all know who was making all the decisions. It was Dick Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) And I see her being the Dick Cheney of this this term. Like I see Mm. her. I feel like Joe, he'll give the speeches, but I feel like everybody in the White House will go to her and be like, so we were thinking about doing this. And then Joe will be in the room, but they'll be like, okay, Joe, okay, here's a book. Go go read in the corner. And <laughs> the same way they did Bush. It's like he didn't, he didn't know what the fuck he was saying. He was just like, give me the paper. I'll read it. But Dick mm. Cheney was the decision maker, and I feel like she'll be that for Joe. I don't really know that much about Bush and Dick Cheney, to be honest, because I was way too young to be interested in following oh, anything. Wow. Way to call me old. Well, Ouch. or maybe or maybe <laughs> you're just more astute. And yeah. Okay, and, yeah. I'll take that. You know, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, you're not that much older than me, but I was, gosh, I was in middle school, some of high school and elementary school. And I was not focused on that. But when you were saying that, the one thing I did think is, which just goes to show how my mindset is. um, What a funny name, Dick Cheney, when you're talking about the person who made all the decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A dick ran the world. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of like the last four years, um, but no, I feel like she'll be she'll be the Dick Cheney of this term, and then she'll run in twenty twenty four, probably against Trump or Donald Trump Jr. or Ivanka. Even um, I could see her actually. I could see her. Running. I could see Ivanka running for sure. Yeah, I will take that. She would probably win. Honestly, Ivanka, though, I'm sure she is. Um, I mean, I don't hate her. I don't like anyone who is related to Trump. And really, it creeps me out how many blonde women talk for on his behalf. Um, but Ivanka would be an interesting person to put in that position. Mm. But really, like, I, I would honestly just like to see someone else. Someone who... Like Stacey Abrams, someone who really deserves it, who really cares about society. Like, does Ivanka really give two shits about society? No. 
I doubt it. But no, but they I... don't. The Trump family just wants to be in the White House and get richer. They want to change things so that they can get richer. <laughs> they make the rich people richer. They do not care about anyone who is middle class or poor. Yeah. That anyone is who wants to fight true. that, please come <laughs> to me and explain to me how Trump or any of his family members have done anything to help improve our society at all to take care of those who are less fortunate. Well, they The Apprentice was on for eight years, so they gave people stuff to watch. <laughs> That's you all know, I got. People who can't afford their cable in their house. <laughs> exactly. They were exactly. just eating ramen noodles and watching. Uh, the you Apprentice. know, maybe they're watching it through like a um, hazy TV that's black and white because the antenna is barely coming through. <laughs> That is such a dark, dark reality you've put forward. Um, so while this is, you know, it's it's a bit of a celebration for most, for one person who conceded already, it's not that big of a celebration. And of course, I'm talking about the greatest rap producer of all time, Mr. Kanye West. He conceded. <laughs> he conceded on Wednesday, which. I thought was I was big of I him. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I didn't know that. <laughs> a lot of people did. Yeah, I did. I did not realize that um, he had done that. What? How mature? It was for him. He didn't mm-hmm. fight anything. I mean, that's when you know that Trump is really, really acting <laughs> like a freaking toddler when Kanye West is Kanye. acting more responsible than him. When Kanye West is more of an adult. I feel like that's just a really good line in the sand right there. If Kanye West can handle it, then you got to pull yourself together. I think he he finished the race with uh, just under (laughs) 100,000. Which is pretty incredible that that many people voted for him. A little less than the 75, 76 million he needed, but still... Considering he was only on a ballot in nine states, that's uh, that's something. That says something about this country. Mm. <laughs> Someone was telling so, me George Clooney wants to run for president. Who was telling me that? God, are the floodgates just open now? Is everybody going to do it? Of course. Who? I mean, people see that um, you don't have to be all that smart to... no. You know, Trump is smart in that he knows how to read people and he knows how to connect to people. But I also think he probably has read like a lot of books that Stalin and Hitler wrote about like how to become a dictator 101. Yeah, he but, he clearly knows his base and he I mean, look, we we can't give him credit for much of anything cuz he's a vile human being, but for his votes to go up for this to be as close, after all he's done and said, mm-hmm. for this to be as close as it was, I mean, his marketing is, he, if he's not good at anything else, he's good at marketing. Because this was, yeah. it shouldn't have, shouldn't have been this close. He's good at connecting with people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This, this should have been a landslide. It's, I was just like, I was watching the results like, damn, 
he is keeping up. <laughs> oh my. It's because this... when he speaks, people understand. Whereas other people speak above. Mm. You know, it, That's a very I good really point. think that is a huge part of it, is that a lot of politicians who are very smart people, they talk above the average American's intellect. Not to say that like people aren't smart, well, which a lot of people aren't smart, but there's just, you're talking, I mean, the average reading level, I think, is a third grade level. And that's where, as a politician, you need to be talking. And Trump talks at about like a first grade level. So that's a very good point. Yeah, everyone, everyone can understand him from the people <laughs> who have the least subject. I mean, that's who's voting for the people who are his base. It are people who are not well educated, because honestly, if his base understood what each um, candidate was bringing to the table, Biden is actually going to support the Trump base and following way better than Trump actually will. That's the that's the most ironic part of it all. <laughs> is that like he has this base of people who are pretty poor. Yeah. And people he wouldn't even them, talk to. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't talk to. I mean people that he would cut um healthcare benefits to and I mean like he if he had made it into office for four more years he would have screwed them. And that's the funniest part of it. I'm like, you're freaking lucky that I care about humanity and that someone like me is voting for you because I could easily vote for Trump and get richer, but I don't because I want to see others succeed as well. That is a very good point. Dave Chappelle had a joke, I think um, maybe like two years ago when he was, he said he was, Oh, I think it was 2016 when Trump first ran. And he said he was in line with a bunch of poor white people who had their MAGA hats. And, <laughs> and he was standing in line and he was just like, well, why are you, why are you voting for him? It's like, because he's going to make things better for us. And then Chappelle said he looked away and was like, you are so stupid. He's going to make things, he's going to make things better for me because I'm exactly. rich. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it and really joke, is. It, that is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> That's it really why that joke is. was so funny. Cause I'm just like, that's exactly how it goes. He yeah. was like, they're so stupid. They don't even know he's for me. He's not for you. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, Daniel and I had a conversation and we were like, and again, I feel like this makes us, I don't spoiled is not the right word, but, um, privileged. Yeah, very privileged. But we kind of had a conversation, I don't know, a month or two back. And we were like, well, you know, I guess if Trump wins, like, it's not the worst thing in the world for us financially. But so we were kind of like having this discussion about how it's really like a win-win. But then also it's not a win-win because I it, we both care about the future and the environment and healthcare and everything else that um, Trump would have really continued to ruin. Mm -hmm. And my biggest relief is the environment, honestly. Like that is what gave me the most anxiety out of everything. 
Mm, I think Biden is going to join the uh, Paris Accord. Yeah, it's like the first thing he's going to do. Yeah, which I know people are like, oh, you're just a hippie. But I'm like, no, man, it's it's kind of a big deal. It was 80 degrees today in Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> I don't understand how people aren't freaked out. Like, look at what happens all the time. It, the fires, the tornadoes, the hurricanes. Like, this is not just a coincidence. Life is showing us that we are doing, I mean, there is scientific research to back this up. And why people cannot get behind it, I do not understand. But ignorance uh, is makes me, yeah, it makes me angry. Oh, it makes me so angry. But I was cleaning, I was on the roof cleaning the gutters and I looked at my phone. I was like, 81 degrees? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on, man? They got Black Friday sales up. It's supposed to be at least windy. Exactly. Well, and then let's talk about that. Since when did Black Sale Fridays last for like three weeks? But I guess that's well. I think they're doing everything online. They started this week, and they're going to go up until the first week of December. So they're trying to cut down on all the lines and all the crazy stuff that happens on Black Friday. Oh, that's true. That's funny because I just think of Black Friday as like. I guess I just shop online so much. I don't even think about going into the stores for Black Friday. Oh, no. There's still a lot of people that go to those sales, and they're trying to cut down on that. So it's like, here, get this cheap-ass TV now so we don't get COVID in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be just as cheap, but just take it. Well, there's definitely um, the COVID cases are up a crazy amount. Yeah. It's actually terrifying. A little bit. My sister is freaking out about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I <sighs> would suggest that uh, it's a Zoom Thanksgiving this year, <laughs> especially for older family members. I, I just, it would just not be a good idea to get everybody in the same room because statistically, one person in the house is going to have it. Yeah, well, my parents booked flights to come to Atlanta a long time oh, ago, well. so <laughs> that's why she's freaking out, but we'll we'll work it out, not to worry, not to worry. Just have well, everybody that's going to be there get a, a, a rapid test. I got a test That's what we're going to do, and, and we're going to yes. be super, super strict about face masks and hand washing. You know, you have to be, like, very, very village, vil, vil, I can't talk. Vigilant. <laughs> yeah, if people do that, then it should be fine. I just got a test, I think, Monday because of something I had to do for work. And I'm negative. Um, <laughs> so that's good. It's always negative on these tests. I saw, <laughs> I saw the funniest meme about how um, it was something about how, like, there's never been so many people have never understood what it's like to be waiting on an STD test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which that's... is pretty funny. What was that about the election? No, about COVID tests. Oh, yeah. There was a meme about the election, like when the numbers hadn't come in. And the meme said, it's like the whole world's waiting on the STD test to come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody was nervous and shit. Yep. Same thing. Well, this was a, I guess this is a positive episode. I didn't, I really didn't know what we were going to talk about. I felt like if it had gone the other way, you'd have been crying on the other end. So it would have been a lot of 
a lot of editing necessary. That. Yeah, and I, I believe that. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you don't have to cry. I know, thank God. God, I <laughs> Sleepy so. Joe will take office. But honestly, since Saturday night, I've slept so well. And before that, like, I've slept better than I have in months. I just feel mm. relief. I feel relief. World peace is coming. That's probably a little overdramatic, right. but... Well, I hope that it gets a little better. Um, I have a wait-and-see attitude, but I am optimistic because, I mean, the world has seen so much in these four years, and if it doesn't happen in this presidency, then it's never going to happen. <laughs> um, if after all we've seen as a, as a country, if nothing changes now, then it's never going to change. So I'm, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm not going to be negative. Yeah, be optimistic. Yeah, I'll give Joe and Kamala. I I really think that people will surprise you and that the energy that has started about Black Lives Matter and just, you know, racial injustice and everything, that's not just going to fizzle out. I really don't think it is. I think it was highlighted. And though it may not, you know, when Trump, like, rallies up his people um saying stand by and like white supremacists stand back stand by it definitely gets people revved up in terms of the opposite like we have to do something about this but i i don't think it's a bad thing that we're not going to have a racist president i think people will still be really really aware and concerned about racial injustice and moving forward and we have a black i know she's not 100 percent black but she is black vice <laughs> president who will help continue to keep that you know in the spotlight it's much different than when obama was president we're at a very different place ouch if i can take anything from the past four years is that he opened a wound so much that you have to put something on it. <laughs> like, like the cut is open so bad now. Like you have to yeah, treat Yeah, you can't just band-aid it. No. And that's what's been happening before him. So maybe his presidency was uh, like a gift in a way because it, yeah. awakened, it awakened so many people as to what's going on in the world. Not just with race, but with women and healthcare and climate. Hopefully his four years of ineptitude have has awakened this country i hope and i'll give joe a chance i'll give him a chance i mean i wanted kanye to win but no big deal i'm not gonna be bitter i'll support joe (laughs) 2024 let's be real (laughs) all right well okay well that was a positive podcast i don't think we i mean we shit on trump a lot but you know whatever he's not president anymore (laughs) (laughs) well not for much longer (laughs) 